Good morning, everybody. Today, Bez Hashem, we'll be learning that fine. Hey, in Maseches Bavakama, we made it, Baruch Hashem, safely in the snow. May, uh, help call Israel. Make it home safely. And we, we hear Yeshua's for Kalah Israel. Okay. So, we're starting on the Mishnah in Ein Daladim Bez. We were talking about case. Uh, we said, Ganav, person steals, and then Tavachu Machar, and then, if that person then shechts, Right, slaughters uh, and or sells the animals. So the Torah has a special pasuk that says that he has to pay not only kefil for stealing, but then on top of that, another threefold or so, right, for a total of dal v'hei on either the shore uh, on, on the uh, shore or the said that he stole. Now, we talked. We started talking yesterday about cases where the testimony, right, because after all, this is going to go to court. This is going to go to Bezdin. This case. And there's going to have to be testimony that said person was a thief, right? That's how this works. Uh, the dollar of a payment and the kefil payment, for that matter, are what we call a knas. And a modeb, a knas, is pater, a person who volunteers, uh, confesses, right, before he's convicted by witnesses, is going to have to pay for the animal that he stole. That's true. But... If it's a knas and he and he and he never denies it, if he always confesses before he gets convicted, then he is relieved of any payment of knas. Okay, so that's the first thing we need to know. But now the question is, what if he's convicted of the? This is an interesting question that our mission is going to deal with now. What if he's convicted of the theft, which he denied, let's say, right? But then once once he's convicted and and uh, he's exposed by the edim. So now, now everything is, now, now everybody knows, everybody's on to him. And then he confesses that, you know what? Uh, by the way, while we're at it, I, I, did all, I did also shech the animal or sell it. But what is he doing? He's trying to get out of the knas, right? Because he knows that a mode of the knas is potter. And he's already been exposed to the thief. Up until now, he was denying everything. Well, right, so let's see the stages of that. We're going to break down the two. Uh, two parts, and we're going to see uh, what happens in such a case. Because as we've said, both the theft and the tavachumachar are things that are going to be corrupted by Edim. Sometimes it could be two sets of Edim. As we already started discussing in the previous Mishnah, let's go. Says the Mishnah. Okay, so it's a case where two Edim come forward, two witnesses uh, step forward and say that he stole. Okay, and that is, and so now he's convicted of that. And then, so these are going to be all cases in the Mishnah where the actual theft had two valid Adam, and he's going to get nailed for that. But the Tvicho Mechira, that extra, uh, the extra payment for that is the evidence is not as good. So either it's Alpi Edechad, which is not enough to convict him, or Alpi Atzmo, or as Rashi explains, Alpi Atzmo. When he himself confesses, which, as Rashi points out, what we already know, which is a moda b'knas, is going to be pater, right? Meshalem tashlumei kefel, right? So there he's going to have to pay tashlumei kefel, because tashlumei kefel was the classic case of a theft, right? That he denied, and then he was exposed by two witnesses, and he was convicted. So there he's going to have to pay kefel. That one he does have to pay. However, but he doesn't have to pay the dollar, but hey, there was not enough evidence of that. Right? As Rashi says, Alodas Atzmo Demodabiknas Pater. Right? Rashi is explaining, right, that there's, if there's only one, Eid Echad, or by himself, then he's not going to have to pay the Dalbe. That is one way that you're not going to have to pay 
for Ganavatavach. What about Ganavatavach B'Shabbos? So this is a case we've already had. He stole the ox of the sheep on Shabbos where the Tavach, the Shabbos, the Ganav is is going to be one thing, but the, the Tavach is going to be a violation of a Malacha on Shabbos, and therefore it's going to be the idea of Kim Levi Ravamine, right? Or Gan of a Tavach Zara, as we've said also, Kim Levi Ravamine, right? As Rashi points out, on Shabbos, the Havim Yitchayev Benafsho, he's going to be Potter for the Shechting. Um, so that would be true of Shabbos or of Zara, because of the fact that we're going to give him the death penalty, he's not going to have to pay because of the idea of cumulative remedy that we've discussed in the past, that you give him the larger penalty and you forego the financial penalty. Gun of Michel Aviv, Umes Aviv. So here he steals from his father and then his father dies, let's say he's an only son, and then his father dies and he inherits it. And then after he inherits it, so then he shechs what he's already inherited. Well, you only are going to have to pay the, right, the penalty for shechting it if it's somebody else's. As fate would have it, this one turned out to be his. He stole from his father, but now, who, as Rashi points out, who your show? So then the tzvicha itself, he's actually shechting his own thing. So in that case, right, uh, or this, in that case, he's going to be pater, as we'll see, from the payment of the of the dalvehe. Or if he stole it and then he was makdishit, we've already discussed it, once it's makdishit, it no longer belongs to him, can a Ghana be Makdish something? The Kinyana Geneva, we already touched on it. This is a very serious topic, a very abstract idea. Whether a thief, once uh, he acquires it, has the authority of Makdish, we've already touched on that. Whether it has to be Shiloh and Birshuso, be that as it may, assuming technically that he can do it, if he does accomplish that, it, meaning if the Ghana does accomplish being Makdish the animal, then once he does it so, he is not being Tovech and Mocher an animal that belongs to a Baal, rather he's being Toveach, something that belongs to Shamaim, and for that you don't pay Dalvehe. And therefore the Mishnah concludes, Mishalim Tashlume Kefel, Vainu Mishalim Tashlume Arabicha right? So in all of those cases, right, he stole. The theft worked, and so for that he was convicted and he's going to have to pay Kefel. Of course, if he, who's he going to pay Kefel to? I guess the rest of the Yorshim in the case where his father died, but be that as may. In the abstract, he's paying kefel. He's not going to pay tashlume arba v'chamisha, right? Because again, he, he was tovech something that wasn't his, yeah, or it was. He was tovech something rather that wasn't the original master that he stole it from. Either it was already his because he inherited it, or it belonged to hekdesh, right? Either way, he's being tovech something that does not belong to the master that he stole it from, to the person he stole it from, and therefore he does not pay dal v'hey. Uh, and Rav Shimon, uh, Shimon makes a distinction between two types of kachim, which we will not discuss today because it doesn't come up in Daf Ayin Hey yet. But we'll read it in the Mishnah. Kachim shechay bechirusim misham tashlumi arba v'chavisha shein chay bechirusim pater. What Rav Shimon is basically saying is there's two types of kachim, be uh, because there's two ways of designating a court an animal. You could either say haray alai korban or haray ze korban. Okay, so. That is uh, the classic Hefta Gavra, right? Uh, Yeshiva abstract thing. If you say, I am obligated to bring a korban, so then if that korban gets taken away in whichever fashion, so you are what's called Chayev Bachriyusan, and you would have to replace the animal. If you say a Hefta idea, right, that this korban, this animal I'm bringing as a korban, and the animal disappears, that animal doesn't have to be replaced because you placed the obligation 
on the object, on the animal itself. That's called, right, and so Rav Shimon makes a distinction uh, with that in, uh, with respect to Dalit Vahey. Now that distinction is not readily obvious. Um, so the Gemara is going to discuss what exactly that case is. But be that as it may, we'll resume in the Gemara. And we're going to say the following. Okay, so now the Gemara is saying, why does the Mishnah want, need to teach us that if he that that if he shechted um, an animal that was only established that in other words if it was already established that he that he with two adam that he as the mission says if it was already established with two adam that he stole it but then it was only established with eight echad that he shechted it and of course he doesn't have to pay dal behe you don't have enough evidence what what's the chiddush so says the amri hakamash malan alpi atzma echad a fascinating idea that is actually somewhat controversial that our mission is teaching us that. If but uh, that the Eid Echad and his own admission have a parallel, well, the halacha is the same. How so? As following, Ma alpi Eid Echad kiyasi Eid Echad mitzdarf behadei mechayev. Aha, it's trying to teach you a parallel to the the case where he would be himself right admitting, turning himself in, because those are the two cases in our Mishnah. So what's the comparison? So Rashi explains kiyasi Eid Mechayev says. Um, actually, the Rashi before that, it's the it's quoting a Gemara in Sanhedrin Daf Lamed. Halacha is like Rav Shimon Karcha in Sanhedrin Daf Lamed. Shomim Dvarav Shalzeh Hayom Ukshiyav Chaver Lamachar Shomim Es Dvarav. It's a very um, interesting idea with regards to Eid Achad. After all, Shtei Eidim. Right, they don't always live together when two witnesses come. And the question is, is there like a statute of limitations? One aid comes forward. How much do you wait for another aide to come forward, or do you treat them? At, do they have to come to the bezin together, or can you have two single witnesses? Each one they come with the same testimony. Put them together. Now there's two witnesses, right? So this idea of the requirement of two witnesses has to also be sort of analyzed. How do these two witnesses come? One after the other, or together? So in in Sanhedrin is where you discuss this. That's in Sefer in Seder Nezikin, Andrew. So Bezat Hashem will get to that soon. So when they discuss it in Sanhedrin, we pass like Rav Shimon Karcha. He says that if one aid, let's say, comes on Tuesday and the next aid comes on Wednesday, and they both testify to the same thing, you put them together, and we listen to both of them. We consider that the testimony of two aidim. Okay, that's called Kiyasa aid echad mitzdarf by day. The next aid comes, we join him. Mechayev, and the thief will become right uh, liable based on that testimony. Api nami. The same would be true also when he has his own admission. So he confesses, okay, and then Kiyasu Edim, and then witnesses come to testify about the same thing, Mechaev. He's still going to be Chaev, Dal Behei, which is actually astonishing. Why would he be Mechaev? Right? So that's the Rashi I read before, prematurely. It says, An unbelievable idea. But the only time a Moda Beknas is Pater is in the absence of Edim. So you would say, wait a minute. Yeah, of course, because if, if Edim already came and they testified against him, then he's no longer Moda Beknas, he's been exposed. No, but the Chiddush is, even if they come after, he's Moda Beknas. That's a machlokas. But even if the Edom come after he confessed, he still is not going to be Pater. Wow. Right? And that is controversial for obvious reasons, right? Because you would think that once he confesses, it is, um, he's going to be Pater Beknas. No. Once he confesses, Rashi Ben Karcha in Sanhedrin holds, that if Adam, that's, he's only Patum and Knas, if Adam don't come, if Adam come, he's still going to be Chayev. 
That is la fuke midar funa marav, says the Gemara. So that's a machlokas there in Sanhedrin. Rafuna Marav says that if you've confessed, then you're now no longer chayv and knas. Whereas Yeshua and Karchar said that as long as Adam come, even if you confessed, even if Adam come after you confessed, you're still going to be chayv in the knas. And it is our Mishnah that's trying to do what? To side with Yeshua with, uh, right? with and Karcha and to say that any time Adam come, you're going to be chayv even if you confessed beforehand. Right? That is how it's similar to Eid Echad. Right? That if somebody else comes in and starve, you're going to be chayv. Okay. So that's why we have a case of Eid Echad. In other words, we're saying that if we're in Eid Echad, right, it, it's, a, it's a very much, it's just implied. It's not really, that's not really what our mission says. All our mission says is that if an Eid Echad, if you only, all you have is one witness to tell you, to testify that there was a, sh- a slaughter here, that you're not going to be chayv dal behay. But we can learn a comparison that if somebody else came and joined, so then you're going to be chayv dal behay even if you confessed beforehand. Amazing. Okay. So let's discuss that halacha. Now that we brought it up, let's discuss this machlokas for Funa Marav and Rishib and Karcha as follows. Kufa. Marav says if a person is confessing to Knas, normally he'd be Pater, but that's all, and that's even if Adam come. That was his shita. That our mission is coming to speak against. So Esar of Chista of Huna. So Rav Chista wanted to give a story that would make it seem that a confession, you're not going to be Potter uh, from a confession if Adam come afterwards. Because my famous Gemara, we've seen it in Brachos and elsewhere. Rav Gamliel was very happy. Why? Because he, uh, presumably accidentally, obviously, Blinded his amazing, beautiful slave, Tevi. Okay? He was a great slave. And he was very happy about this. Why? Because so long as he had not knocked out one of his uh, Avarim, uh, uh, then there's an Isser to free your Evid Kanani. You're not allowed to free him. But he wanted to free his Evid Kanani. He wanted that Evid Kanani, Tevi, to be free. And there was no way to do it. But now that he had blinded him, then Baruch Hashem, he could free him. Okay, so Matzah the Rebbe Yeshua. So he found the big gadol of the de- generation of Yeshua. And Amr Allah, Rebbe Gamaliel says to him, So did you hear? My Evan Tevi was freed. Amr Allah, Lama. How so? Says Rebbe Yeshua. How was he freed? Amr Allah, What do you mean? I blinded him. And then he goes free. So Rebbe Yeshua answered to Rebbe Gamaliel, You cannot free him. Because what you're saying is nothing. Why? Because nobody saw it, right? And so the implication is what? Rabbi, that Rabbi Gamliel clearly in this particular situation was Maida Beknas, right? He's the one that confessed that he blinded his slave. Okay, that's the confession, essentially. But there were no witnesses. Well, it sounds, says the Gemara, we're going to imply in the story, that if there had been Edim, even after Rabbi Gamliel had confessed, then... There, then Rebbe Gamliel would be chayev, so to speak, which would mean that the Evid would go free. He would be chayev for knocking out his Evid's eye, and he would go free. Sounds like, from the inference of the story, that if Edom had come after Rebbe Gamliel had, said, had confessed, then Rebbe Gamliel indeed would be chayev, not like Rebbe Huna, right? Who says that he would be potter forever. Right? In other words, according to Rebbe Huna, once Rebbe Gamliel confessed to Rebbe Yeshua, he could never free his slave. Okay. So Ravuna says, what are you talking about? Amalai, shiny Rabbi Gamliel, the love of Nebezdin, Oidi. 
says Rabbi Gamaliel wasn't testifying in front of court. Gamaliel was talking to his friend Rabbi Yeshua. That's not a confession. Confession means within the process of court. Says the Gemara, I have Rabbi Yeshua of Bezin Hava, but Rabbi Yeshua was the judge. As we were finally arrived at Ein Haven Aleph. Says the Gemara, Shalom of Bezin Hava Kai. Yeah, but court wasn't in session. In other words, okay, so he was a big dying, but this was not a court case. That's not, wasn't the context of the conversation. This was a regular discussion between friends, and therefore there was no confession, and therefore that's for that reason, if Adam were to come later, and they would actually bring them to court, so then he would be chayev, and he'd be able to free his slave. So the Gemara, wait a minute, didn't we learn in In other words, the Brisa records this conversation. In that conversation, what did Rabbi Shua say to Rabbi Galil? He didn't say, uh, that's very nice, or you know, maybe when you bring it to court, don't confess, bring Adam first, so you could free him if you're so happy. All he said was, Ein klum. Like now, what you said is Gornish, Shekvar Hodeta. It sounds like what Yeshua was telling him Gamliel is that now that he confessed to him, everything is all right, then it wouldn't matter. That's exactly like Ravuna, it sounds like that. It wouldn't even matter. The opposite of what we inferred, right? That once he confessed, even if Adam came, you're, you're not going to be able to bring Adam. So my love tonight, so maybe this idea, um, this Machlokas Ravuna, Yeshua and Kachar, is actually Machlokas Tanaim. Right. So the Tana of the first Brisa, again, there's two Brisas, and both of them kind of have record, both of them understand the, the uh, statement of Yeshua differently, right? In fact, they understand the exact op, diametrically opposed ways. The first way says that uh, the inference that we learned, right, that when he says that the reason is because you don't have Adam, and if you did have Adam, then in fact you would send free. So then they hold, that Shita holds that if he confesses and then Adam comes, that he would be Chayev. And then this second Bryce, so the second version that understands the Yeshua the diametrically opposed way, learns it like this. Right? Then when he says to him, that what he meant, right, what did Yeshua mean when he was speak, speaking to Rabbi Galil? He meant that that not because. Not because Adam hadn't come yet, but because you've already confessed. So he holds, Yeah, it's because he holds that once he's confessed, then even if Adam come afterwards, he's still going to be Pater. So in other words, all Rabbi Shua said was you didn't say anything. So if you hold that you didn't say anything means that you need to have Adam, so then you hold that, which that's what Yeshua meant, that you didn't say anything because Adam hadn't come yet. And if you hold that Adam aren't even going to help you, then you hold that Rabbi Yeshua said, when he said you didn't say anything, he just meant you didn't say anything, even if Adam were to come, right? You're never going to say anything because you already confessed. So that sounds like the two ways of understanding the Brisa will just reflect the two uh, shitas, right, in this, in this uh, interesting topic of whether Madhubiknas or Achakachbo Adam is Pater Achayev. Says the Gemara, low. That's not really the, at the root of the dispute in, in how do you understand the Brisas, because the Chulay Amma Madhubiknas Achakachbo Adam Pater. Right? Because everybody holds that if you mother Biknas and then Adam come after that, you're going to be Pater. Like Rabbi Sherman Korcha, like our Mishnah. Okay. Um, and that's indeed the Shita of Rav, Uvahakam Influgi. But what do they argue about? Hi, Tanah Damar Shekvar, Ain Chayedim, Savar Chutz Lebezdin Hava. Right? The whole Machlokas was what we were discussing before. When he says you don't have witnesses yet, that's because they weren't in, in Bezdin yet. So he said, wait till we get to Bezdin. Right? And then. And he who held that you already confessed, so that Tana held that they were already in court, and so therefore, if you hold that you're always going to be Pater, so then, so then, once you've confessed in court, 
then you've never, then you're never going to actually be able to undo that, even if Aiden were to come. And it is that machlokas, and therefore the two ways of reading the brisa aren't really a reflection of the machlokas um, tonight on the matter of whether he's pater chayim. It sounds like they hold that that uh, like our mishnah that you're going to be pater. So now we're ten lines down in two dots, and we're going to talk about uh, the same topic. Itmar so this was the Machlokas Rav Shmuel, as we've already indicated. Rav holds that you're Pater, like Rav Shimon Kocha, like our Mishnah, and Shmuel says that indeed you're Chayev. Right? Um, Rav Huna, I'm a Rav. Right? So Rav Huna has quoted Rav to say that you're Pater, and Rav Shimon Kocha says that you're Chayev. Right? So our, our Mishnah is like Rav is is like Rav Shuvan Karcha, that you're Chayev. Right. Okay, I just want to make sure I got the sheet uh, correct. Anyway, right, so Rav is who Rav Huna quoted. He says that you're Pater. Fine. So, Amar Rav Barilai. Let's see where Rav learns this. My time of the Rav. Why would Rav say that you're Pater again? It's the, it means that once you've confessed, you're always going to be Pater, even if Adam coming, if come. Why? Because the, the Pasuk says, it's Shmos, Chav Beis Gimel. Himatzei, Himatzei, Beyado Agneva. Right, So the pasuk says, if they find the gneva and find that you're a big fat liar, right? So then you're gonna have to pay kefil. Says the gemara, Right, if it turns out that you're a big fat liar and you actually did steal it, that himatzei means that edim. Timatzei bedayanim. Timatzei means and then it was ruled in bezdin. Okay, so now you're chayiv. Kefel prat lemarshias atzmo that the inference in the pasuk is that if a person is moedu knas then he's going to be putter from the kefa lamali why do I need to teach you that asher yarshun nafka why can't I learn from the pasuk asher yarshun if you go a few psukin later in the same parak it, it it says that who's going to be guilty a person who right is is incriminated in court asher yarshun who is yarshun the judges. Only if judges find you get guilty. Not if you incriminate yourself. In other words, because we already know that a person who incriminates himself is not going to be chayev, this extra of himatzei and timatzei is teaching you something even on top of that. That not only is a mod but potter, but even a mod and achakachbo edim is potter. So we have a redundancy in this idea of mod is potter, and that redundancy is teaching you that even if edim come, you're still going to be potter. That's Rav's sheet. That's Rav's right source that Mod Beknas Rachakach Boedim is Pater. Shmuel Amar Lach, Homi Barile Leganav Atzmo Kedatan Devechiskia. No, you still you don't have a redundant pasuk because you need the pasuk. You need the pasuk to teach you that the actual thief is going to be what not only for a shomer who claims theft, but an actual thief uh, thief as well. That's what they learned in the Brisa of Chiskia. Okay, so okay. So I believe you. That's what that's what we learned. We already learned that about uh, ten blot ago. Okay, they, they learned a prat uklal prat on to this effect, as Rashi explains. Now, So that those are the sources, right? In other words, Rav says that the the pasuk is superfluous. Shmuel says it's not, and therefore they have this machlokas about whether Marukdas v'achakach bar edim is potter or not. So Rav asks Shmuel, Ra edim shemashem What would you say in the following case? A thief sees Adam coming into court. They're about to walk in. The Omar And he confesses to the theft, but not to the 
to the shechting. Ain't a mashalim karen. So you'd say, right, the Brisa teaches you that he has to only pay the principal and not any of the additional, right, uh, and not any additional stuff because he confessed to the theft, right? So once you confess to the theft, so all of the, all of the other penalties fall away. Sounds like a mod is putter, right? And Rob, like Rob says, even if he sees Adam coming, once they come, it's not going to help they, that he's already been confessing and he's already going to be putter. So Amalei, so Shmuel said, yeah, what was that case? And an unusual case that Shmuel say, in that case, the Adam didn't come to testify. Well, what do you mean they didn't come to testify? It means, uh, not what you think it means. It means that they actually, they, they did, in other words, they did what, um, come to testify that he shechted, right, or sold, for the Tvicha Mechira. And what the Bryce is teaching you that he's going to be potter from the Kefel, for whatever there are no witnesses for. It's a very unusual, that's how some of the Shonim explain it, that it's a very unusual case, right, where the reason why, according to Shmuel, that he's only Misham the Karen is because the Adim that came didn't testify and didn't touch the idea of the actual theft. They only came to testify with regards to the Tvicha Mechira, okay? But now we have to read the rest of the Bryce. But the Sefer says, says that let the witnesses come and testify. It sounds like, doesn't it mean that, that, that if they did come and testify, then he won't be Chayev? So, so Shmuel says, wait a minute. Shmuel, Lav the Kai Kavasi. Wait a minute. Don't you, there's some who, that Rebbe Lazar Shimon holds like me. In other words, that's an issue of Machlokas, right? In other words, Rebbe Lazar Shimon, right, um, is going to say that the time, that there's a Machlokas, and I hold like Rebbe Lazar Shimon. So the Gemara says like this, the Shmuel Vadai Tanai, the Rav Milema Tanai, that yes, Shmuel has an issue, right? Because the Rasha sounds like Rav. And the Seifa sounds like Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, and that could be Machlokas Tanaim, and Shmuel could simply hold like Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. But Rav doesn't have to say that the Reisha holds, that the say, that there's a Machlokas. He could uh, assume that everybody holds like him. Why? Amalach Rav, because Rav will say, Ana Damri Filo Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. Even Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, I fit in with. Why? Adkan lo kam Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, hasam elam Shimon to kamoidi machmas be asusa de edim. Because of this unusual case that we just discussed, where we say that, the, that his confession doesn't absolve him from his fine, is because we can see from the case itself that the only reason he admitted it is because what? And we already could have intuited this when we, heard, when we first heard about the case. He sees witnesses coming. So of course he's confessing. He's confessing, he's trying to get out of it, right? But in the case of Shmuel, where he admitted on his own without seeing uh, without seeing Adam come, then I feel Rabbi Lazar Shimon Mada there, even Rabbi Lazar Shimon would concede, right, that he would be putter like Rav holds, right, even if Adam were to come. So it can be case specific, according to Rav, if you see the Adam coming and that's why you confess, then we're not going to believe you. But if you see the Adam, but if you don't see the Adam coming and you confess, that even if Adam come afterwards, according to Rav, we would believe you and you would be putter. Okay. Now, Amar of Hamnuna, Mistaber Milse de Rav, Omer Ganafti, Vo Adam Shaganav Potter. Seems reasonable to me that what Rav is saying, that even after Adam come, you're still going to be Potter Meknas, 
is, is in the following case. A thief said, I stole. And then witnesses come and he stole. Then he's potter. Right? Because there, right, he's going to, he's going to be mechaiv himself in the karen. So Rav Nuna is going to throw in a wrinkle and he's going to say that this case, he is going to be chayev. So again, in a classic case, right, where he admitted to the actual theft, right, and preempted Edim. So that's what we call modibiknas putter. There he's going to be putter. But what if, right, if he denied the theft, okay, and then, this we alluded to this case before, he denies that he was ever a thief, okay, and then he gets what? He gets exposed, right? Now we're on to him. So he gets exposed, and sure enough, yeah, he sure is a thief, right? Adam come, and they say that he's gonna. And then he says, oh yeah, and by the way, I also shechted the animal. Okay, so now he's already been exposed. We're on to him. So what I'm going to say, in that case, even if, even the mode beknas of the tavachum machar, since he's already been exposed as a, as a filthy ganav, he's not going to be potter, right? So even if Adam come after and say tavachum machar, he's going to be chayev, right? When, when Adam do come and, and, and actually confirm that he was tavachum machar, despite the fact that he already was mode, that he was tavachum machar, he's going to be chayev. Why, Shari, potter atzma miklum? Because he, he tried to exempt himself for, from paying anything. As Rashi explains, right? This is the first wide line. Klomar. This is not confession time. Right here, this is not a confession. This is not a sincere confession. This is once you've already been exposed and we're on to you. So now you're confessing just to get out of the extra payments. That doesn't work. So Amarava, Kipakti Lasave de Rav. You know what? I refuted. The Sabe de Rav is Rav Nun himself. He says, based on the story of Evid, Tevi, the Evid of Rav Gamliel, Rava thought that this was not true. Why? Because what happened in that story? As the Gemara continues to say, that Rav Gamliel put that Because Rav Gamliel, when he told the story of blinding the eye, he was trying to what? To, uh, he wasn't, he was happy, he would have been happy for this Evid to go free. But the, the upshot of the story was that the slave wasn't going to go free at all. And he wasn't going to have to pay anything. And Rav Chista, when he quotes that incident, as you might recall, as a challenge to, to Ravuna, which essentially is a challenge to Rav, Ravuna didn't seem to have an answer. So it sounds like this idea is that, that the idea that if a person is modbeknas, he's potter, even if witnesses come afterwards, would apply not only to, right, is it, it, Spoken even in a case where he actually absolved the admission, right? Doesn't make him uh, liable for everything, right? Doesn't doesn't uh, actually right? Okay, so he's quoting. So so Rav is quoting the story of Tevi to try to dispute this. However, the Gemara is pointing out that Itmar Nami, um, like Rav Hamnuna, Right, so if a person again confesses that he stole, and then Adam later comes and say that he didn't indeed steal. Potter Sharechiv Atzma Bakaran. Right, he made himself Chayev. He says he's Ganav, and then Adam came that he's Ganav. So again, when he says that he was a Ganav and he confessed, he still has to pay the Karen. He still has to pay the principal. He's just pottering himself from what the Kefil. Then when Adam comes and they corroborate that he's a Ganav, he still has to pay the principal, but he does not have to pay the Kefil. 
right? Uh, because he already was mechayev himself in principle. So that's really the question, Barry. If, you, if your confession, or if your testimony, I should say, if the thief's testimony, right, was Potter himself completely, then maybe there we're not going to say that Moda Beknas is Potter. Do you understand? In other words, a Moda Beknas, maybe you'll say, is only going to be Potter if his testimony actually resulted in him having to pay something. So then we believe you more because then you have skin in the game, right? You made a confession, now you have to pay something, and it's for that reason that we believe you enough that we're not going to make you pay the kefil, right? Aval Amar, but in contrast, Aval Amar lo ganov, but if he denies the theft of all Adam Shaganov, and then Adam come, and then they say that he that he stole, and then and then once he's already been exposed for being a thief, and then he denies the Tvicha Mechira, so in Chayev, he's going to have to pay the Tvicha Mechira, because when he made his admission, he, right, was exempting himself from paying anything. In other words, when he denied being a thief, then he was denying the Karen, right? Once he already has to pay the Kefal and he's already been exposed, then once again, then, then his confession isn't going to mean anything with respect to the Dalad Behei, because the, that Dalad Behei, he's completely, right, uh, going, he, he's completely uh, trying to be put himself from. Okay, so the Gemara says that distinction from Manish and Brisa is found in a diuk. Our Mishnah and the Brisa are precise. Watch this. Masnisin, how so? Because our Mishnah says, according to our Mishnah, if in fact a Ganav steals, according, and he's convicted on the testimony of two normal Edim, but then the Tvicha Mechir is only happening on Piyedachan. Oh, Al Piatmo, or in his own confession, Mishalim Tashlumi Kefel, then Mishalim Tashlumi Arba Chamisha. He has to pay the Kefel for the theft, but doesn't have to pay the Dalvahei for the Tvicha Mechir. Lamali the Tani Ganav Al Pishnaim. Why do I have to say, why do I have to, why do I have to establish that this Geneva was established with two witnesses? Lizni Ganav Etavachumach Al Piyedachod Al Piatmo, and Mishalim Ela Karen. Let's do a more simple case where the guy, no witnesses come, right? And he steals, and then shechts, and then he only has one, and then he confesses. So we should just say he only pays the karen. Why do we have a case where? Why do we bring a case where first he's convicted, right? He 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 lies, gets convicted, and now he's established as a thief, and then he d- denies. Why the? And then he confesses to the to the tvicha mechira. Why do we break up the case in like as such? So as we turn the page, in order to teach us this very important uh, detail that 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 it's that case where he doesn't make himself chayiv in his karen because after all he tried to get out of it um, and that's why he was convicted by Adim, right? He did not confess to the theft initially. And it is there. It is only in that case where we say that he's zome to, to that that his confession is similar to an edechad, as we just as we said in the beginning of the Gemara. It's only in that case where we say that if another aid were to come, they would be chayev. Why? Because he's already been exposed. Again, if a guy comes to Bezdin. And confesses to everything. And we never knew that he was the guy. 
We would have never expected Andrew, no offense, Andrew, right, to Mazel Tov, by the way, Andrew, in the verse today. Uh, we never expected any of this of Andrew. He's, he's on the Kosher Money podcast. So if he confessed to everything, he's going to be potter for all knas. But if somebody, I'm going to use a different example because I'm not comfortable. If somebody gets ex- it, it denies it and gets exposed, it's only in that unique case, right? You may have been surprised initially, Barry. You said, what do you mean? If he, we said a mode of knas potter. Why are we saying that if a person is mother of and then other people come afterwards and corroborate him, why do we say that he's going to be chayev? So the answer, ju- just like when you have an Eid Echad, that then is followed by an Eid Echad the next day. So the answer is because this guy is already a filthy ganav that actually denied it, right, and then was found guilty by Edim, right, and he lied on the Karen initially, right, and now the only reason he has to pay is because Edim nabbed him, right, Edim already exposed him. So it's in that case that we say that he's chayiv. But if the entire, right, scenario is a full-on confession for all the way from the beginning, right, he comes and we never knew that he was a ganav, we never suspected him of such, and he admitted of everything, so then, so again, in the scenario where he made himself chayiv, in the carrot, he wouldn't have even been chayiv in the principle were it not for his own admission. In that case, there he would not say that his own confession is the same as, as a, a single aid coming, followed by another single aid the next day, right? So this actually makes more sense in our Mishnah. Now we're reading our Mishnah in light of Rav Nuna's halacha that this whole mass of Chiddush, that a, a confession followed by Adam coming afterwards is the same as one aid coming after another in the sense that Yechayev, that's only in a very unique case where he's already denied and been exposed for being a Ghanav in the first place, right? And that whole Mishnah, our whole Mishnah is talking about when he's already been exposed uh, for being a liar and, and a thief in the first place, so then we're going to not be so lenient, right, with his confession with respect to the admission of the, of the Tvichel Mechira, okay? So now that we establish that, we say Brisa. How is the Brisa precisely teaching you that? The tiny, because look at the Brisa. The Brisa says, Yeah, now we understand that. Brisa is the same scenario we were talking about. He sees Adam are coming, so he knows what's about to happen. So he confesses to the theft, but he doesn't confess to the Shech. Why do we have to say that that case is where he confesses to the Gneva, right? Right, and as Rashi says, um, this would have right, taught us that he's putter regardless of whether he admits that the reason why we want him to say that, that maybe we would have wanted that to be the b'risa because then we would have known that regardless of whether he admits to Gneva, Tvicha, or Mechira, it all, it's all the same. But no, the reason it says specifically that he says, G'nafti of Allah, Tavachti, Macharti, is HaKamash Malan, Taim Adama, G'nafti, Yudachivatsam, B'karen, Tapater. That it's only because he confessed to the theft where he was mechayev himself something, namely the principle that he's potter. I'm sorry. But if he, but if he denies the theft, and then Edim are the ones that establish he's a thief and, and a liar, by the way. But again, in a case where he was trying to get out of everything, but once he was exposed as a thief and a liar, he tried, he was, he all of a sudden became a good boy and he was moda to the dalvehei, then chayev, then of course he's still going to be chayev. Uh, we see that once you're, again, 
denying the theft in the first place and trying to get out of everything and exposed to the thief and the liar, and now you're high of the, the Karen and for that and the Kefel, then you have lost your opportunity to be a Moda in the Dalvehe, which is to say that, right, and that's a, this is a very unique case, right, because only this kind of theft of the Shor set has the multiple stages of culpability, right, where you have the first thing is the Kefel, and then after that you have the Dalvehe. So in that scenario, you're going to be... Uh, we could say that if you deny the first part, you can't just say, oh, all of a sudden you're a good boy and you're going to admit to the second part. That's not going to fly. Okay, so that's the inference from the mission and that's the inference for the Brisa. However, Amri, lo, he gufa kamash malan. The Brisa actually itself might teach you something else. So that, since, uh, so right, so, so basically, the inference from the b'risa, in other words, we agree with the halacha, but we're just saying that it doesn't, you don't need the inference from the b'risa. It could be, right, that the, the b'risa itself is teaching you, because after all, right, the Torah says that you have to pay dal It doesn't say that you have to pay dal v'gimel, right? And it is, and for that reason, we know that there's no case where you're only going to be chayev for the uh, so we'll pick up tomorrow, Bezat Hashem, seven lines down in the wide on Ein Hey Amud Bez.